You're listening to the What the Chuck podcast with Megan Rage. Okay, you know what? We're just going to freaking do it and hope for the best because I've been messing with the volume on this thing for, I don't know, the past 30 minutes. I just came downstairs and Brett was like, you're already done? No, I haven't even started. I got this mic box thing last week. I thought it was a little echoey, so I changed some settings and then saved the preset so that I could just open up today and start. And um, for some reason, the settings like weren't good. So then I put some soundproofing up like kind of all over the walls because my sister-in-law's husband well my sister-in-law's because that would be my brother my sister-in-law's sister's husband said that I can just kind of throw up random soundproofing like one on one wall some on another wall so I thumbtacked some more soundproofing to the walls and still something was amiss so let's just hope that this sound sounds good because I've wasted like 45 minutes 30 minutes 45 minutes messing with it and let me tell you it's already hard jumping into this after the week we just had. Welcome to episode 10. Yes, that's like a milestone episode 10 of What the Chuck with me, Megan Rage. Um, This past week, as you know, it was Brett's birthday week and we celebrated every single day. When I tell you that we were like the biggest pieces of shit this past week, uh, that's an understatement. We got dinner every night. We drank wine. We stayed up late. Like it was just, and then we were supposed to be in Vegas over the weekend. So Brett had yesterday off. We did a lot this weekend. I'm basically, today's been a rude awakening. It feels like Monday, but it's Tuesday. And I had to go back to my normal, my normal routine. I went to the grocery store and had to get all the shit that we were out of so that we can start eating healthier again. I had to get more coffee. Um, went to the chiropractor today and for the first time in like a week and a half because my back's been feeling a lot better minus sitting in this chair to record this podcast. I really need some uh, lumbar support. I need to put like a, ooh, that's a good idea. Get a pillow and set it back there. I bet that would make it feel so much better. So I went to the chiropractor today. I really needed it. It was the first time in a couple weeks, like I said. I started going to the joint I'm pretty sure I talked about that. So basically every time I go, I see someone new. So I've been four times already. And every time that I've gone, I've gotten amazing service. Feels so good afterwards. Today, I show up and this little frail old man is in there adjusting people. And I watched him adjust the person before me. And he looked like he knew what he was doing. And then he looked at my chart when it was my turn. And he came over to me and he said, hi. I don't think I've met you yet. And I said, no, I'm Megan. Nice to meet you. I thought he was going to shake my hand, which was going to be weird because I already already addressed this in a previous podcast. My hands are sweaty. They stay sweaty. So um, luckily he didn't shake my hand. He was like, well, let's take a look at you. I had really high hopes for Old Man Rivers until he did his first adjustment. I he was probably 80 pounds. He's a he's a small, small, frail old man. He kept slipping. He did not crack anything, but every time he adjusted me, he said, ooh, yeah, there it is. Nothing was happening. There what is? Whoop, there it ain't, is what he should have been saying. And then he goes around. He's like, let's work on your neck now. And I'm thinking, dear God, should I let him crack my neck? Is this it? Is this when I'm going to die? I let him do it. And again, barely anything came out. And he said, you're tense. Why don't you relax? So I'm like, I can't relax because I feel like you're about to kill me. Um, right now. Anyways, um, I was like, thank you. He told me to stand up. You know, how do you feel? Stand up. I stood up and said, oh yeah, I feel so much better in my head. I'm just like, get me the F out of here. Um, so I left zero 10. Do not recommend that guy, but it's not going to deter me from going back. Cause like I said, everyone else there has been amazing. Next time I'm going to walk in, scope out who's working that day. And if it's that guy, I, I mean, he just looks like your little old neighbor that drops off like a bag of lemons or makes like wood coasters or fake hummingbirds out of wood. He just should not be doing what he's doing. It's time to retire, my man. Time to time to put it down. Speaking of hummingbirds, my sister-in-law got me the most amazing hand-blown glass from Mexico hummingbird feeder. My dad is obsessed with hummingbirds. There's a ton of hummingbird feeders in his backyard. My sister-in-law is obsessed with birds, period. She knows what they are by their sound. And if she doesn't know, there's an app for that. She'll just look it up and then she'll play the sounds and say, was it this sound? Did it look like this? Like she is a bird woman. So she went to the store to get herself a bird bath. Well, not herself, the birds in her yard. And I'd been talking about wanting a hummingbird feeder. So she got me just like this most beautiful glass. It has like blue and red and teal along with a pole so we can stick it into the ground in our backyard. So Brett, 
um, on his lunch break, just helped me make, well, actually he didn't help me. He did it all. (laughs) Made some hummingbird feeder food recipe from my dad. So my dad has always had hummingbirds and hummingbird feeders all over the backyard ever since I was little. It's always red. He always keeps the humming, the leftover hummingbird food in the fridge. Um, Sharpie's hummingbird food. Do not drink on it. So, of course, when I got this hummingbird feeder, I texted my dad and I was like, hey, what's your hummingbird food recipe? So he texts me back and he goes, one cup of sugar, four cups of water, bring it to a boil, put some red food food coloring in, store the rest. Doesn't have to be in the fridge. Um, Bada boom, you're done. So we had a few questions while we were making it. And my dad wasn't texting me back. So I Googled it. So remember what my dad said. One cup of sugar, four cups of water, bring it to a boil. Um, red food coloring, store it. You don't have to store it in the fridge. I look it up since my dad's not texting me back to get some clarification on a few things. It says the red food coloring is harmful to the birds and that you must... Stored in the fridge. So now I'm conflicted because there's all the hummingbirds come to my dad's yard. His hummingbird food brings all the. Oh, no, I'm not even going to go there. All the hummingbirds are in his yard. So I trust his recipe, but I'm not trying to be out here harming these hummingbirds. You know how they say don't feed the ducks. And a lot of people think that you're supposed to feed the. Yeah, same concept here. I don't want to kill all the hummingbirds. So if anyone is a bird expert and can school me on this, please, by all means, Hit me up. So yeah, we had a really lazy week. We're coming back to real life today. It's hard. It's rough. Real life. I say real life when I don't have a job. What is real life to me? I don't freaking know. So when I actually have to go back to real life, it's going to be a real, real rude awakening. Also, I got a notification today that stickers are on sale again, not the holographic ones, but clear ones. So I'm thinking I might order the clear ones, save the holographic ones and put the clear ones in bathroom stalls when I go out. Also, follow up question. Can I get in trouble for this? Okay, let me know. Um, I just want to issue a formal apology to everyone for last week's playlist. I warned you guys. I warned you that his taste in music is bad. So many of you were like, I have faith in Brett. I'm so excited to listen to his playlist. Someone said that they were expecting some Brit pop. And then everyone that listened to it said it was the most horrible playlist they've ever listened to in their life, except for one of my friends. My friend Carly said that she enjoyed it. But her favorite song is put the lime in the coconut and whatever. I mean, that so I mean, that's who is judging and saying that Brett's playlist was the best. Can't really um, take her opinion on music if you know what I'm saying so yeah um everyone I'm I'm so sorry I'm more sorry that I let this happen to myself you guys think you have it bad you could just listen to a couple songs and be done with it knowing that it's not your cup of tea Brett is so proud of this playlist it's all we've been listening to since last week when he made it we are listening to it by the pool we are listening to it in the car we are listening to it in a bar just kidding <laughs> got some dr seuss for you on a, on this wednesday just kidding it's tuesday but when you listen to it it's wednesday anyways i'm really the one that is suffering with this playlist because he just loves it he um was texting it some of the some of his friends at work I have been listening to this podcast. And so he's like, oh, let me help you find the playlist. Haven't helped him find any other playlist. But when it's his playlist, he's like, oh, let me help you find it. His poor co-workers, they probably told him it was good because, you know, work environment. Got to keep it PC. But they're lying to him. One thousand percent. So when I went to go, I had to forward my Spotify playlist to Brett so that he could send it to his co-workers. And you guys, like I said before, if you're having trouble finding my playlist, I can send it to you. I have a link. I can forward it to you. When I forwarded this link to my playlist to Brett, a, the picture that I said on Spotify pops up. Just a picture of my face. It's a selfie from the car that I took on our way to dinner a long time ago, I'm in the car with Brett. It's a selfie. I'm not smiling. I'm very straight face. I'm, give, I'm given the, the camera, the, the eyes, you know, it's, it's a cute picture, but it's just like, it's just of me and it's for my Spotify so that people know when they get to my, my station or whatever that it's me. So I send the, the link to Brett to Spotify and the picture pops up huge on his phone. And he's like, why are you trying to look like a little hoe in your Spotify picture? That's suspicious. I'm like, oh, yeah, real freaking don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I 
feel like I sound just like that sound bite. Anyways, I'm like, it's just a picture, Brett. Get over it. Good grief. So again, my deepest, darkest apologies. I don't think that's the saying, but to anyone that had to listen to, to Brett's playlist, I promise that'll only happen once or maybe twice a year. I might throw him a bone around Christmas and on his birthday every year. All right. So sorry in advance. Right before I started doing this podcast um, today, this episode, I mean, I got on Instagram and saw something shocking and I already had a ton of notes written down for today's podcast. Like I have so many things that I want to talk about. And of course, this popped up and it's just so appropriate to talk about it today because by next week, it's going to be old news. But Kristen Cavallari posted a picture sitting on Steven's lap and it capped the caption reads 2004 or 2020 question mark and people are freaking the f out her ex-husband was a jay cutler that guy let me just make sure that's that's because i never watched very cavalry or whatever i don't watch i haven't watched any of those spin-offs of the hills let's see jay cutler let me just make sure my memory serves me right yes he is very oh no yeah he's very unattractive he looks like he has dentures. He does not have a strong jawline. If he wasn't a professional, I mean, I, nothing about him does it for me. So her leaving him and possibly going back, getting back with Steven is just I, the story that 2020 needs right now. Holy crap. Can you imagine? And can I also just say... I'm shocked I wasn't following Steven on Instagram. When I saw the picture, I was like, no fucking way. I clicked on it. I'm not following him, which is shocking because up until, I don't know, a year ago, all of my passwords still had something to do with Steven from Laguna Beach. Like I used to be obsessed with him. I haven't seen him in a long time. He is aging well. I will say that he looks like a tanner, um, thicker g Easy. Really, we're going to do a comparison. Let me write that down. Side by side, G-Eazy, Steven, comparison. Because let me tell you, they look alike. It's mind-blowing. So I don't know if they're just old friends going out to dinner or if this is a romantic thing. Either way, I am here for it. Can't wait to see what happens next. And if it's just a friends thing, man, the internet is buzzing over this picture. So good for them. For creating that buzz. Can't wait to see what happens next. If Very Cavalry or whatever her show was called comes back and she's married to him, now that I will watch. Just like Jesse James Decker, Jesse James Decker, Jesse James Decker and Eric Decker. I watch that show because Eric Decker is beefy and I love him. I will watch anything that he's in. It, he, I mean, they could reboot Star Trek. And I would watch it if he was in it. So Jay Cutler, not cutting it for me. Change your name to Jay Suckler. All right. Word of advice. Um, we went wine tasting in Amador over the weekend. So we were supposed to be in Vegas. We couldn't go. Um, I, you know, traveling right now probably shouldn't be on anyone's to do list. So instead, we made other plans. We went out on the Sacramento River, which is something I haven't done forever on Saturday and then hung out with my brother and his wife. And then on Sunday, we had plans to get up and go to Amador. So my friend Jen um, Googled it. She's just good. She's an organized person. I not so much. So she made all the reservations, her and her husband are wine club members at a bunch of places up in Amador. She also kind of put her feelers out to see what type of ride situation we could get into. And she found this woman on Yelp and it's $25 an hour. She drives to your house and then drives your car around Amador and then returns you. Great. 10, 10 recommend. She was a little weird. Like she came up to us at a couple of the tastings and like lingered and we're like, what do you want from us? Do you want us to offer you something? Do you need a seat? Are you trying to find shade? Um, what's the deal? One of the times, the first time that she made contact with the group, I was luckily in the bathroom because cringe. I don't like awkward situations like that. I'm so happy. But I guess she came up and was like, so how you guys doing? And I'm all for someone being friendly. I think she probably gets a wide variety of different type of groups that go wine tasting who use her services. People that are super friendly, people that want to that want to be left left alone. I think that our group was kind of somewhat in the middle. Um, so she kept approaching us. And then at one point, Sean, my friend Jen's husband, asked if she wanted to sit with us. And she said yes. And then there wasn't enough seats. 
date. So it was really awkward. I was like, oh, God, I can't handle this. And none of us know her name. We think it was Danelle, but we're not sure. Um, we thought it was Dawn at first. So the name of the game of the day was to every time we referenced her, use a different name. And if you use the same name twice at the end of the day, you had to take a shot. Thank God we never got to that because I don't do shots. Thank you very much. Unless I'm. Yeah, no, unless nothing. I can't even tell you the last time I did a shot. So um, it was a really cool service. Recommend we had her for seven hours with a tip. It ended up being 210. So we split that and that's awesome. Also not sure if a tip, she seemed really surprised by the tip. So here's the thing I was thinking, like she, she didn't use her gas. It wasn't her car that we drove in. So the, the money that she made is just for her time. So maybe some people don't tip her. I don't know. I feel like she drives around drunk people all day. So drunk people love to tip, right? I don't know. But it's so weird. This is the only time I've ever gone wine tasting where I didn't even catch a buzz. Every place we went, it was outside only. People were very much so socially distanced. So um, in order to not get dehydrated and get heat stroke, every place was offering water. So I drank a ton of water, which I think normally I don't do. I also brought my water with me in the car. So I was drinking water in between each place. It was just so weird. Um, I, I was fine the whole day. Like I didn't catch a buzz, but it was still so much fun. Um, I wore, I bought all these clothes at the beginning of the year for summer and haven't worn any of them because obviously we've been stuck inside. So I have this dress that I got in my stitch fix. I freaking love it. And it was so cute when I put it on in my nice, cool air conditioned house. I wore these shoes that I got from DSW that kind of wrap around the ankle. It's like really tight elastic. Everything was super cute until I got out into the heat for 30 minutes. And then from the neck down, I swelled up like the nutty professor. And I was so excited to take all these cute pictures. But I, I, I mean, it was not a good situation. I don't know if this dress just wasn't flattering on and I was delusional when I left the house. But ew, my ankles were swollen. My legs were swollen. My knees. Holy moly. I did post a picture and I cut my knees off. <laughs> everything from you can see me from like I don't know my thighs up and so the picture looks like super grainy and over pixelated I actually wish I could take it down but a bunch of people commented and they were like cute dress and I'm like yeah uh I guess it looks decent in this picture but all the pictures that I took of Brett and I didn't look good it's just so hot to be doing shit outside I don't know how I do it every summer I feel like because I'm not outside as much like I didn't go to the state fair not going to concert in the park I'm not as acclimated to the heat because when I am outside I'm in the pool so going wine tasting and being out in the heat all day was just like I don't shocking not used to it very sweaty um, but had a great time bought a bunch of bottles of wine bought a couple sweet bottles of wine which we normally don't do but we've been really into cheese boards and one of the when we went to Jeff Jeff Ren, Renquist that's how you say it right um they had a really sweet wine and they paired it with a blue cheese and we've been doing cheese boards so we got a couple bottles so that we could make some cheese boards pair it with some blue cheese all in all it was a great day we stopped in um, Rancho Marietta on the way home to get a tri-tip well Sean wanted to drive up to Tahoe or Reno from from Amador he said a bird shot birds if we were birds we could get there in 27 minutes but we're not so we would have to drive so it'd be a little longer Jen warned me that he was going to try to talk us into going to Tahoe so I was prepared for it instead we decided to stop at a Bel Air and Rancho Marietta on the way home get some tri-tip um, get some things to make tri-tip sandwiches and a few pasta salads well, we are walking into the Rayleigh's and there's four of us. So I figure we don't need to grab a cart. I'm not trying to unnecessarily touch carts or baskets. Like I I'd normally make Brett push the cart when we're inside a grocery store. So Brett is like, aren't we going to grab a basket? And I was like, there's four of us. We're not getting that much stuff. I don't think we need to. Well, for some reason, this irritates Brett. And so he's like mad at me for some reason. And I'm like, I don't if you want a cart, go get a cart. Like what I don't go do what you want. And this, for some reason, causes a big fight. And it turns into an argument about how the night before I he wanted a Domino's pizza because that's his favorite these days. 
I was looking on DoorDash and it wasn't on there. So I thought it was closed. And instead I ordered him a different type of pizza thinking that this would satisfy him, thinking that I was doing a good thing. I didn't tell him I ordered the pizza. I was just going to wait and it got there and I was going to be like, surprise. Well, for some reason, I ended up telling him that I ordered the pizza. Oh, he wanted to leave. We were at my brother's and his wife's house. And he was like, let's go home. And I was like, well, we can't yet because I guess what? I ordered you a pizza. And he's like, well, what kind? And I was like, oh, DoorDash or um, Domino's was closed. So I got you a pizza from the pizza place we used to get at this when we lived on 65th Street. And Brett freaks out. He told me that I like was ruining his birthday. You know, I won't eat that pizza. So then the pizza gets there. He says it's the worst pizza he's ever had. Literally did not drop it the rest of the weekend. So we are inside this Bel Air. I'm looking at the potatoes and pasta salads to kind of pick what we're going to get with the tri-tip. And Brett comes up and says, if I wouldn't have come up right now, you probably wouldn't have even gotten me anything that I liked. Like, oh, heaven forbid. He's so dramatic. I told you guys, he's the most dramatic person in life. So this turns into this like big old thing. I don't know why. And he ended up being right. We did need a cart. You want to know why? Because Sean, Jen's husband, is like, let's get some fresh lobster tails. Let's get some scallops. He, like, wants to buy all this stuff for home. So we end up getting four different pasta salads, a tri-tip, buns to put the tri-tip in, tortillas for me because I wanted to make a tri-tip taco, lobster tails, scallops, and because Brett's pissed off, he gets a 12-pack of Stella. So, yeah, it was just, Bel Air was just a whole big mess. So we get home. Sean was supposed to help Brett make the dinner because Brett's never cooked lobster or anything. Sean passes out. So Brett is left inside to prepare the meal, which really just consists of YouTubing how to, how to cut the lobster, which I ended up helping him do, um, making butter and rosemary to pour over the lobster and also for the scallops. And then also just letting the tri-tip rest. I mean, he really didn't have to do much, but he's pissed off. So he's drinking the Stella's that he bought at a very rapid rate. So no one really helps him with dinner just besides me, like cutting the lobster and pulling it away from the shell. He goes outside. He makes everything. God knows how many of the Stella's he drank during this time, but he is perturbed. Fun fact, me and my best friend Summer used to use that word all the time when we were younger. We heard it. We thought it was the funniest word. And so that was just the word we used all the time. Anyways, um, we eat dinner that Brett Brett's like, I slaved over this dinner when really now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, he cooked the scallops, he barbecued the tri-tip and stuff, but like Jen and I assembled everything. We toasted the bread, put out all the sides, um, made all the sandwiches, but you know, he's already fired up because I didn't order him a Domino's pizza. This is all trickling. People hold on to aggressions, you know, like I can't believe she cheated on me five years ago. And Brett's like, I can't believe you didn't order me a Domino's last night. <laughs> I hope he can't hear me right now because he's going to be pissed off talking about this. But hey, fair game. So anyways, we eat the food. Afterwards, Jen and Sean need to go home because they have a ton of dogs that they have to go take care of. And also Sean has now waken up from his nap and he is done. Stick a fork in him. Oh, no, my soundproofing just fell. Stick a fork in him. He's done. So they um, they pack up to leave. So Jen and I at our last, the very last winery that we went to, Amador, or no, Amador Winery. Yeah, that sounds right. We each ordered a bottle of rosé or bought a bottle of rosé to drink back at the house when we got home. Well, we we tasted it there and thought it was good, but then we got it home. It was not good. I don't know if it wasn't cold enough, but it was just like, ugh, didn't want it. So while I'm walking Jen and Sean out to the car, Brett is in the backyard chugging the bottle of wine that we both had a glass out of. So I'm like, Uh oh, this is about to get real bad. (laughs) Brett falls asleep outside. I clean up the kitchen, go upstairs, take a shower, brush my teeth, put a face mask on, leave it on for 25 minutes, file my nails. I look outside. He's out cold. So I, I wake him up to come inside and help him, you know, get in, get in the shower and get him into bed. I'm like this, you know, it's his birthday. It's his right to, to, you know, have fun or whatever. I'm just glad that I'm very alert and can clean up everything and take care of it. So I'm hoping that Brett will be like Sean. When Sean fell asleep by the pool, Jen was like, oh, he always does this when he's drank too much. I'm like, girl, count your blessings because Brett will stay up for 72 hours 
in a row when he's drinking. He does not go to sleep. He's relentless. But like I said, he fell asleep outside. So I was thinking, okay, let's just get him in bed and hopefully he'll fall asleep. So I get in bed. He gets in bed. And I think he's asleep. And all of a sudden he shoots out of bed and goes downstairs to get his headphones. And I'm like, oh, great. Because I had started watching a movie or I was browsing to watch a movie. Brett puts his headphones in and listens to Taylor Swift love story on repeat for two hours and 33 minutes. How do I know that? Because I ended up renting the movie Ford versus Ferrari. Great movie, by the way. I had literally no interest in ever watching that. So glad that I ended up watching it because um, it was such a good movie. Brett is next to me the entire movie blasting. Romeo, take me somewhere we could be. Two hours and 33 minutes straight because that's how long the movie was on for. Finally, the movie's over. I tiptoe to the bathroom. I think Brett's asleep. I pause the song and he goes, what are you doing? I was listening to that. (laughs) Oh, were you? You were listening to that for two hours and 33 minutes? Perfect. Let me just put that back on for you. So I put it back on and just went to sleep. It's just, it's shocking. Some, it's sometime, some point in his night, in the night, his headphones died and that's the end of that. But good Lord. So yesterday, Brett spent the entire day so hungover. I think it's still kind of lingering today, but luckily yesterday he had the day off. So he sat in the living room, talked to his mom pretty much all day. I, um, avoided him <laughs> just because when he's hung over like that he alcohol stays in his system for a while so he still woke up he was still a little buzzed but also had a hangover and he is in a real weird mood whenever he's like that like he just is cracks jokes all day and I just didn't have the energy for it so I laid down tried to finish the office while he was on the phone with his mom for most of the day I've been trying to finish the office for months once Michael Scott left, I'm just I have no interest. And everyone keeps saying, wait till the end. You're 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 uh, it's going to redeem itself in the very end. But I just can't get through episode or season nine. I fell asleep for episode two and three of season nine. And I didn't even rewind and go back and watch it because I'm just trying to power through it. It's just like I can't anyway. So now today this now you understand why it's such a struggle bus today to get back in a normal routine we still have a bunch of tri-tip and shit left in the fridge. And so tonight we're like, for dinner, do we get back on the train or do we just start tomorrow? I mean, needless to say, Brett had a an eventful birthday weekend. It's not exactly how he would have wanted to spend it. Obviously, he wants to see his family, he wanted to go on vacation, but we still tried to keep his, his weekend jam-packed. And we kept him full of Stella and apparently lots of rosé. These episodes are definitely going to start to get a little bit longer, at least I think. Like, I've had so much material to talk about, which is crazy since I haven't been doing much, but it feels like I've been doing a lot. It feels like I've been doing much. It feels like I've been doing a lot. I feel like I have a lot of stuff to talk about. Plus, I have so much stuff saved in my notes for, like, days when things are slow that... I just have a lot of material to use. So now that I'm getting a little bit more comfortable talking in long form, doing this podcast, I have a feeling that episodes are going to lean a little more towards an hour. It seems like the feedback that I got last week, people were liking that. Also, oh, I forgot to tell you. Episode nine situation last week was the most listened to episode to date. It said my listen listenership is up 54% when I checked it yesterday. So that's super exciting. Thank you guys for listening and sharing. I've noticed that a lot more people have started listening. Um, my stepsister, her husband, um, another one of my friends that I hadn't talked to in a little while. He didn't even know I was doing a podcast and I told him and he's been listening. So it's just so crazy how I can tell one person or a couple people and then, you know, who knows who they tell. So that's how we're going to grow. I feel like I say, that's how we're going to grow every episode. But it is. Put that on a bumper sticker. Bitches love bumper stickers, but not on their actual car. You know, like on a water bottle. On Brett's actual birthday last week, we ordered Ruth's Chris. My brother and his wife came over because my brother's birthday was back in May. And we were supposed to take him out to dinner. We were like, oh, you know, things will be open soon. We'll be able to take you out to dinner. And nothing has happened. Nothing's reopened. I mean, some places have outdoor seating, but it's not comfortable. You know, you don't want to sit outside and have a meal. Plus, I'm trying to limit the amount that we do that. Um, So I just said, hey, on Brett's birthday, you know, we want to buy you dinner, too, because we never got to take you out to to dinner for your birthday. So we kind of celebrated both of them. My brother brought over a nice bottle of wine and we sat out in the backyard afterwards. And my sister-in-law got out this app on her phone. It's called Sky Guide. She started pointing it at the sky and it shows you where everything is, all the constellations, 
all the stars, the sun, the moon, you just like move it all around and it shows you where everything is. The coolest app ever. It isn't a free app. It's $2.99, but I mean, whatever, $2.99. So I downloaded it. I started like moving it all around. I'm like, this is the freaking coolest thing ever. Brett and I love space. I remember when Brett first moved here, we were obsessed with watching space shows. It slowed down a little bit, but whenever like Brett's falling asleep, he'll put on a show about space, dark holes, yada, yada, yada. Well, a while ago, I was having dinner. Brett and I were having dinner at my dad's house. And um, my stepmom, my stepsister came over with her husband and their son, my nephew. And Brett got really drunk and started talking to my nephew about space. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but he got stuck talking to him for like two hours. And he was 16, I think, at the time. Yeah, that sounds about right. So every time now he sees Brett, he's like, Uncle Brett, are you going to tell me about space again? <laughs> And so it's just kind of become the running joke. So the other day when we all had dinner for Brett's birthday, my dad and stepmom cooked dinner for Brett for his birthday. That was on Friday night. So um, my stepsister, her husband, my nephew, they come over and he's like, hey, Uncle Brett, are you going to talk to me about space some more? And I'm like, oh, I got to show you guys this cool app that my sister-in-law. Oh gosh, I keep throwing around stepsister, sister-in-law. I'm like, I got to show you guys this cool app my sister-in-law showed me. I'm like, once it gets dark outside, all we could all go outside and I can show you. And someone in the room knew about it. They were like, oh, is it the thing where you point your phone at the sky and you can see all the stars? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, uh, Megan, you don't have to wait till it's nighttime. The stars are there even in the daytime. And I'm like, what? So I go outside and I'm pointing my phone at the at the sky. And sure enough, you can see everything. It's not as cool because it's not dark outside, but you can see everything through the phone it's still showing you where everything is in the sky and I come back inside I'm like wow that's so cool and I accidentally still have the the app open and I'm like whoa you could do it from inside too everyone was looking at me like I'm an idiot put it that way they're like laughing at me they're like are you freaking serious I had no idea I thought it had to be nighttime and you had to be outside in order to use the app I'm sorry I don't know what's happening sorcery <laughs> That's what I call that. You should only be able to use it outside when it's dark. I have been using the word sorcery way too much. I use it all the time when something unexplained is texted to me. I've even changed the group chat with my sister-in-law and her sister to it was just shopping spree sisters before because when I first moved into this house, we went out shopping, bought a ton of stuff for the house. They helped me. And so I changed our group chat name to shopping spree sisters. But now it's sorcery shopping spree sisters because one night we were texting and I just found the opportunity to use that word over and over and over again. So sorcery is what I call being to being able to use sky guide inside during the day. Sorcery. That's all I have to say about that. Let's get into the bachelor drama. This is ugh. I've been I, I'm so mad because I put. I mean, it's out everywhere. So everyone basically knows about it now. I've posted about it. I've explained it to a few people that have asked me through DM who aren't really on the on on board with Bachelor Nation. So don't really know, but know enough. So I've basically been telling everyone I'm going to dive into it, into this podcast. And I'm so ready to do this because it's just, I mean, it was just last week that I said, this season of The Bachelor is probably going to suck. How much drama can the producers really like, you know, conjure up while everyone's inside a resort? I just don't feel like it's going to be that good. And boy, was I fucking wrong. So I follow Reality Steve on Twitter, which is normally a really bad thing for Bachelor season because he always spoils it. But I like following him, so I don't want to unfollow him. I don't want to mute him. And sometimes I like the spoilers. Of course, I never want to see who wins. But here's the thing. Even when I read a spoiler, I always assume that it's false. Most of the time with Reality Steve, especially because he likes to, you know, only post it once it's been confirmed by legit sources, it ends up being true. So I read... Early last week, who got the first impression rose with Claire? I was going to talk about that on this podcast. I wasn't I don't think I decided yet if I was going to spoil it because I do know there's a lot of Bachelor people that listen and I do know that they they don't like spoilers. So I, I was kind of going back and forth. I was thinking, oh, maybe I could do it at the end of the podcast and say, like, if you don't want the spoiler tuned out now, but. U.S. Weekly has picked up the story, E! News, TMZ. So it's safe to say it's out there everywhere. So we're just going to dive in. Claire Crawley. It is rumored that Claire Crawley is engaged to someone from the show already. And they've only been filming for what? A week? 
So here's the deal. You know that production started for the show back in March. And they, I think they had filmed like maybe the first couple episodes and then coronavirus hit, they had to stop. So Claire got the opportunity to meet the guys. Then everyone was sent home. So she had an advantage. So she must have connected with, well, let's see, wait, maybe she didn't film because the first impression rose was just given out this week. I don't know if she had met the guys or if they had just started filming their individual things one way or another. All the guys were obviously out there. I featured them a couple weeks ago and rated them. It was, you know, public information. Claire could have easily gone through, looked them all up, looked up their backgrounds. And so one of the guys, um, Dale Moss, 31 from South Dakota, I rated him very highly during episode eight of my podcast. Her, Claire and Dale Moss started DMing on Instagram. I mean, she had time. So they were DMing for a little while. De facto salon, which is where she works, Claire works, I believe, started following Dale Moss on Instagram. So it appears that, you know, they knew something was going on, that she had been talking about him. So they uh, quarantine at the resort. They start shooting. Claire gives Dale the first impression rose. And from there, that's where it gets sticky. I guess Claire was being very difficult, refused to go out on any of the other individual dates. She didn't want to film. She didn't want to converse or talk to or spend time with any of the other guys because she was saying that she found the one. She was in love with Dale. So when this first came out, Reality Steve was like, Every bachelor and bachelorette signs a contract so that they can't do this. So they can't just pull out after the first week thinking that they found love. But things are different this season. You know, Claire had the opportunity to look up these guys and well before she started taping. So, I mean, this is just a different situation. So like Reality Steve was like, I don't think this is true. Well, then a couple days later, I wake up and get on Twitter and there's a Reddit post saying that Claire... Is, has dropped out of The Bachelor slash producers were probably sick of her, that her and Dale are engaged and that Taisha is now the new Bachelorette. Mind fucking blown. Everyone started picking up the story. At first, this was just a Reddit post. So I'm like, how much merit does this have? But then, like I said, US Weekly or Us Weekly or whatever the fuck it's called. I've always had trouble with that. People, um, E! News picked up the story. Taisha posted something on Instagram on the 31st, a little shadow picture with like some caption. I don't really think it means anything, but it's rumored now that Claire is done. Taisha is now at the resort, quarantined. They've brought some of the guys back that Claire already eliminated, and Taisha is going to take over as the bachelorette. I love Taisha. I love her so much. I think she deserves to find love. I think she's gorgeous. I think Claire's a little cuckoo. I think that Claire's making the biggest, biggest, biggest mistake of her life. You've known this guy for how long? You're already engaged, allegedly. Don't know if that's true or not. She's definitely out of the house because she has her cell phone back. She liked someone's someone's tweet over the weekend and then unliked it idiot because you know there were still rumors floating nothing had been confirmed as far as Tasha goes nothing has still been confirmed but like I said everyone every news source is saying that they have reliable sources telling them that Claire is out and Tasha is in so Dale and Claire are allegedly engaged and out of the house Tasha is being quarantined right now and is going to start filming with the rest of the guys they're trying to bring back the guys that were already eliminated and then the guys that are in the house that were there for Claire are now going to be dating Tasha. I Cannot believe this is happening. I was so excited for Claire to be the bachelor, bachelorette, only because it was going to put Sacramento on the map. Not that it's not on the map, but, you know, they would do hometowns here and stuff. Well, as soon as the pandemic hit and I realized that the entire show was going to be shot from inside a resort. Well, I don't give a fuck about Claire anymore. I didn't watch her season. I think she's a little loony. I don't care. So now that she's out, I'm like, I am all for her being out and Tasha being in. I just wonder how we're going to see this on TV. Are we going to see Claire come in? Are we going to like, is it going to be dramatic? Are they going to, are the cameras going to follow her home? Like, I just want to know what's going to happen and how we're going to see this all laid out on TV. I also am worried that this is going to set back when this season's going to come back or come out because it was already going to be expedited. But now they have to, they can't just give Tasha like two weeks with this guy, with these guys. I mean, I guess that's how long it 
took it for Claire. So it can happen. But obviously they're going to give her more than that. So I feel like this is going to prolong when we're actually going to get the season. But I'm so excited. If you're not familiar, Tasha was on Colton's season. Um, she was second to last. He sent her home so that he could be with Cassie. Another one that ended the season prematurely. I didn't even think about that. He didn't end it in the first couple episodes, but he did end it prematurely. We didn't go to the final rose ceremony. Him and Cassie are now broken up. So Claire, look how that worked out for Colton. Although he is dating Lucy Hale now, I believe. But I just think this is crazy. Tasha was also in Bachelor in Paradise. She linked up with John Paul Jones. They ended up breaking up. But I, I don't know. Um, people were saying, you know, Tasha should have been the Bachelorette from the beginning because she is mixed. But, you know, the Bachelor franchise has had a black Bachelorette. Not that they shouldn't have more, but it was a black Bachelor that the audience was really like craving and wanting. And the next Bachelor is Matt James. We've already talked about that. So I'm super excited for Tasha. I can't wait to see the season. I'm excited that there is going to be a little drama right from the get go because I was worried that the season was going to be boring. I mean, of course, I'll watch it no matter what, but I would have never expected this. Dale Moss, I just requested him on Instagram today. His profile is locked down. He already has over 100,000 followers. I guess he used to be a professional football player. He has light eyes. He's also mixed. I think him and Claire probably look really cute together. He looks tall and beefy. I just don't think it's going to last. I mean, and if they're engaged already, it's definitely not going to last. So can't wait to get a little more information on what's happening. I know there was a fireworks show last night at the resort. So maybe the dates have already started. I don't know. I think they might have already tested Tasha for coronavirus and are not making her quarantine for as long. Not really sure what's going on. There's a lot of rumors circulating, but that's the gist of it. Claire is out. Tasha is in on the most dramatic season of The Bachelor yet. It's just kind of weird to pull the switcheroo on those guys. I think Tasha's prettier than Claire, so I think those guys are getting extremely lucky. But it's also just weird because some of those guys might have been there specifically for Claire. So it's like now they're just expected to flip the script and like fall in love with Tasha. I feel like that's a little bit shitty for her that she just gets the guys that applied for Claire. That seems a little sketch to me, but I'm confident that they're all going to fall in love with her and that it's still going to be a really great season. I'm sure the producers, even though Claire was probably hard work and all that was stressful, are probably eating this up because, I mean, this is going to it's already creating so much buzz. I went to one of the tabloid sites and like the first five stories are about Claire, about how she left, about how she's allegedly engaged about Tasha. So We'll see. I'm so glad that Brett listens to my podcast because come the first episode, I'm not trying to explain all this shit to him. He always has me pause it. Wait, what's going on? Wait, who is this? Wait, how did this happen? Wait, wait, wait. So Brett, I hope you paid attention to all that because I'm not explaining it again when we sit down to watch the first episode of The Bachelorette. Okay, thanks. What's with all the Ellen DeGeneres drama? Man, I've always heard from a few people that knew people that worked for her that you know, she isn't what she appears to be. People have said that she's rude, that she is just so far up her own ass, but I never wanted to believe it because she seems like such a nice person. Then sometimes you catch interviews with her, like the one with her and Dakota, Fan no, Dakota Johnson, the girl that was in Fifty Shades of Grey. And Dakota says that she had a birthday party one year and didn't invite Ellen and Ellen gave her shit for it. So then she invited Ellen to her next birthday party and Ellen didn't go and made up some excuse and then didn't remember that she had made up an excuse. So acts like she wasn't invited. And the whole interview, it's like the most awkward Ellen interview I've ever seen in my life. But stuff like that makes me feel like she just, you know, acts like she's everyone's best friend on the show, but really is, like I said, up her own ass. So now these all there's all these allegations. Some of the writers have sexually harassed other employees that Ellen just treats everyone like dirt, doesn't let people look her in the eyes. And replace Ellen was trending on Twitter yesterday and they were saying like who would be a better fit some people were saying Steve Carell I mean there were a bunch of great options out there but is this the end of Ellen DeGeneres I mean I feel like she has such a huge following that yeah this might have had some people fall off the bandwagon these allegations but I don't think that she would lose like the bulk of her followers half of the people probably don't even know about it because you know some of the some of her demographic is a little older so they might not be on Twitter I mean it has been on the news a lot too I don't know what to think about the Ellen stuff. It's so disheartening because she just is like the, you know, be kind to one another. And people are always tagging Ellen in the feel good videos. And she is really being portrayed as like this evil person. So I can't wait to see what 
Uh, I've also seen, I'm so sick of seeing conspiracy theories and shit on Instagram. Like some people are just shoving it down my throat. This girl that I don't know very well, she posts, there's so many dots on her Instagram story every single day. And one of them was saying that the set of Ellen looks the same as Epstein Island. I'm like, I fucking can't. I know that she, what Ellen was on Epstein Island, but I, I, I think some of this stuff is just like so far fetched. Anyways, I can't wait to see what ends up happening with the Ellen show. There was already some stuff going on from when she started filming from home about like being mean to her staff or something like that. So I'm curious to see what happens with Ellen. I would be I love whenever I'm bored, I will YouTube Ellen clips just because I think they're always funny and she's always creative. But I'm also very aware that a lot of that stuff comes from her staff. So crazy. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I told you guys that I worked at Beach Hut for a long time, right? Beach Hut was like how I met majority of my friends. They're not from college because I didn't go. They're not from high school. Well, I mean, a couple of them are, but most of my friends that I have to this day are because I worked at Beach Hut. When I worked at Beach Hut, the tuna was like the bombest thing ever. I freaking used to love the tuna, but I didn't like making it because it grossed me out like all that mayonnaise. I just can't handle it. So I liked it when other people made it for me. But, you know, back in the day, things were a little bit different. Like, I, I don't know if the people now wear gloves. We didn't. We just washed our hands like after every sandwich or whatever. Anyways, the tuna was made by hand. You open the can of tuna, you dump the tuna into the bowl, and then you mix it up. Whenever I wanted a tuna sandwich, you know, I'd have someone make some fresh tuna, but no one that I worked with with pale hands could make the tuna because that would gross me out. Like if your hands were pale and uncoordinated looking, you couldn't make the tuna. I used to joke that a girl that worked there, Mora, who's one of my friends, and then my friend Summer, I was like, you two step away from the tuna because your white hands just blend in. And when they're in the bowl, huh, I just can't. Um, it was like a thing. There were only certain people that I could eat tuna off of off of just I was recently talking to my sister-in-law about this and she commented that someone that she was ordering food from recently she was grossed out by their hands which is why we were talking about this she said that it looked like they picked their nose she was like this person's hands were disgusting it looked like they picked their nose as an adult and I was like ew that freaking grosses me out I mean obviously I picked my nose when I was a kid I mean, a lot of kids were nose pickers. I was also a thumb sucker. So it was like I was doubling down on not having any friends. I know, really sad. <laughs> I had buck teeth, a big gap in between my teeth from sucking my thumb. Everyone called me the Bancroft Beaver. Um, there's one girl that used to make fun of me specifically. And I have every time I've like ran into her, I've brought it up. And she's like, it was 20 years ago, Megan. People don't forget, Amanda. Thanks. Um, so yeah, my sister-in-law was saying that someone looked like they picked their nose and I was cracking up because I totally know what she means by being grossed out by someone, by someone's hands. Now, let me just preface this by saying I hate my hands. They are like curved and double jointed. So I have like real witchy fingers. The only reason that I'm okay with my hands is because they look just like my mom's, which I recently discovered, um, due to a picture of us. I have Brett took a picture of me and I'm holding my hands up and my mom also has a picture very similar and our hands are like exactly the same. But um, back to nose picking. So like I said, I picked my nose when I was a kid. I'm sure a lot of kids do. Whenever I'm hanging out with my friends and their kids, I'm sure they have to say at least once like stop, get your fingers out of your nose. Well, I <laughs> my dad used to have this um, white three seater Chevy and we would drive a lot in the car. He would pick me up from school. We would go get dinner. We would go to my mom's because my mom lived in a convalescent hospital. We would stay there and then we would drive home. So I was in the car with my dad all the time. And sometimes, you know, as a little eight, eight, seven, eight, six, seven, eight year old, you know, your girl had to pick her nose. So I would pick my nose and wipe it under the seat, the passenger seat where I was sitting in my dad's truck. I know this is disgusting. Sorry. But we were talking about this the other day and I wrote it down. Chevy nose picking story so that I could tell all of you so that you could just get a better understanding for the disgusting human being that I am. So anyways, my my dad drove the Chevy. I used to pick my nose and put the boogers underneath the seat. It was basically like a booger museum under there. So freaking disgusting. So when my dad sold this truck to get a Chevy Tahoe, I went with him because it was just me and him. So I went with him everywhere. 
And so, you know, when you trade in your car, they take your car away at the last minute when you, you know, sign the papers or whatever, you go get all your stuff out of it. And so the guy, I remember this so vividly and I was so young. The guy was like, all right, do you need anything else out of the car? My dad has all this belongings. And all I could think of was, man, I hope I hope they clean that car good because there is a whole mound of shit under that passenger seat. (laughs) I hope they do a thorough job because whoever buys it next is going to get a surprise under the passenger seat. Fucking disgusting. (laughs) All of this because my sister-in-law said that someone's hands look disgusting and it led to the hand story at Beach Hut and then it led to nose picking and then it led to me telling my sister-in-law and her sister this story and they were literally so disgusted. I wish I could have videotaped their reaction. I'm like, this was like 27 years ago. It was so long ago, maybe not 27, but I mean, I don't do that now. I don't wipe my boogers under things. I was a kid. So parents, if you're listening, check under the seats of your cars, your kids' car seats, because I guarantee you're going to find a booger museum under there, just like the one I was collecting back in the 90s. All right, let's wrap this up on that note, because I'm sure I just, hopefully none of you are eating lunch. Between last week's episode and that story, you're welcome. <laughs> Oh, wait, I have one more story before I wrap it up, but it has to do with this week's playlist. Let me first remind you that um, the playlist titled New with a flame next to it on Spotify wasn't able to use an emoji, so it just says New. That is a rolling playlist. I'm always going to add new music to that. Um, So there's a bunch of new songs that have come out. The new Billie Eilish, which is really good. There's um, a new song that features Ty Dolla Sign that's really good that's on that playlist, but Ty Dolla Sign is actually the theme of this week's playlist. So back in the day when I worked at 102, I was on the morning show. I remember I got called into my boss's office and Shorty was in there along with my boss and they were talking about acts that they were thinking about getting for our big summer jam concert. And Shorty really wanted to get Ty Dolla Sign. And at the time, it's not that I didn't like Ty Dolla Sign. I will say, I don't think Ty Dolla Sign gets the respect that he deserves. So Shorty really wanted to get Ty Dolla Sign. He basically said, name three Ty Dolla Sign songs. And I blanked. I couldn't do it. You know, it's hard for me to name the name of songs in this day and age anyways. Like, I mean, you put on shuffle the songs that you like. I mean, the big songs, obviously, you know the name, but like I'm a big g Easy fan. Can I name three songs off the top of my head? Actually, yeah, I probably could. So I blanked. I didn't know what to say about Ty Dolla Sign. I blew it. Shorty was so mad at me. He's like, bruh. He started naming off all these Ty Dolla Sign songs. He's like, none of these songs came to mind. I'm like, oh yeah, they do of course now. I'm like, sorry. Like I didn't live that down for the longest time. The fact that I couldn't name three Ty Dolla Sign songs. Now, whenever I see Ty Dolla Sign, whether it's an album, a feature, I listen to it immediately because it's always 10-10. Recommend. Love it. Gotta listen to it on repeat forever. So there's a new Ty Dolla Sign song that just came out while he's on the hook and I'm freaking obsessed with it. I've been listening to it over and over again and then it just got me in like a Ty Dolla Sign mood. So my whole playlist this week is going to be called Ty Dolla Sign. Actually, we'll just call it Dolla Sign. You can find it on Apple Music and Spotify. It's going to be songs with him, with him as a feature. Um... I'm just in a Ty Dolla Sign mood. And shout out to my friend Amanda, who listens to this podcast every week and shares it. I love you so much. She's the biggest Ty Dolla Sign fan ever. So she's going to be super excited about this playlist. Um, You'll be able to find it on Spotify, on Apple Music. Just search Megan Rage. The playlist will be called Dolla Sign. If you're having trouble finding my playlist, just shoot me a DM or a text or Uh, unless you don't have my phone number, then just definitely shoot me a DM and I can send it to you. Um, As usual, if you want a sticker, rate and review my podcast. I kind of have a lot of rating. I have a five, a perfect rating on Apple Music and a lot of people have left me reviews, so I appreciate it. If you want a sticker, just leave me a DM with your name and your address. And thanks for coming back for episode 10. I feel like this is a huge milestone. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for continuing to listen every week, even though the episodes are getting longer and the stories are getting more disgusting. Have a great week. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.